Welcome to Together Apart. If you and your significant other spend a lot of time apart due to traveling or a demanding schedule, this is the show for you. Dr. Christina Real is a psychologist whose husband works out of state half the year. She brings her personal experience and expertise in dealing with that reality to this show. She and her guests give you practical tools and solutions so you can navigate the unique challenges of sticking together while you're apart. Now, here's Together Apart, hosted by Dr. Christina. Welcome to the third episode of the Together Apart podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina. Together with my special guest, Dr. Audrey Atkinson, we are going to cover the general principles of communication, common things to watch out for in your communication style, and a few skills that you can implement today to make some changes. By the end of today's show, you should be able to take the techniques we talk about, implement them in your own relationship, and make some important shifts. My special guest, Dr. Audrey Atkinson, is a clinical psychologist and owns her own private practice here in North Carolina. Clinically, she specializes in women's issues, including maternal mental health, trauma recovery, and couples therapy. She became really well-versed in couples work during her graduate school experience when she served on a clinical research team studying the HOPE approach to couples therapy. This approach focuses on combining the best parts of other forms of therapy into a new theory. A common theme among all of the couples she has seen is difficulty with communication. So we'll have a great opportunity to hear what she thinks about communication here today. Dr. Atkinson is currently working on starting a coaching program for women to help them to set healthy boundaries and reclaim their time so they can live their most authentic life. This program will be for overwhelmed women who struggle to prioritize themselves and want to break free of expectations to live on their own terms. Welcome, Dr. Atkinson. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about what you might talk to couples about initially when they come in to see you, if there's some difficulty with communication or just what people should know about communication in general. Yeah, so I think difficulties with communication is one of the most common reasons why couples end up in my office. <laughs> Literally <laughs> everyone that I've seen, yep. um, when I ask them what's bringing them in, communication is, a, if not the top one, it is at least one of the things mentioned. It's so fundamental, but it's one of those mm-hmm. things that we do it with everyone, and so it yes. tends to be glossed over as something that's important to pay attention to. Right, exactly. And we feel like, well, you know, we know how to talk, yeah. right? And so <laughs> surely we know how to communicate. But it can be a little bit more complicated than that. And I think too, especially in a marriage or in a partnership or relationship where we're spending a lot of time with the person, it can be even more challenging to sometimes give each other the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and to really listen well. Yep. There's and, a difference between hearing mm-hmm. and actually listening to somebody. Absolutely. How often are we all thinking of the next thing we're going to say? Right. <laughs> especially in an argument. Yes. <laughs> we want to make sure we're the right. <laughs> um, and so one of the first things that I really talk with couples about is I draw a lot on Gottman's work. And so Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Julie Gottman, who's also a psychologist, they have studied thousands of couples. And what they have found with communication patterns and found four patterns that can be particularly detrimental to relationships. Mm-hmm. And yep. so we all engage in these at some time with our partners. And so I'm not, I don't want it to sound like if you do these and you're absolutely headed for divorce and oh, sure. horrible <laughs> or anything like that, because we all engage in these, we all make mistakes. But yeah. if they're, if these become a consistent pattern in your relationship, then there's going to be some problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we call these the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> I guess just to be right dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Certainly attention grabbing. For sure. And so the first one is criticism. 
And so again, we've all fallen into this, of finding fault um, with your partner or judging them unfavorably in a way. Kind of, it's really attacking their person or their character. So this is different than maybe just bringing up something that's concerning or bothering you, Uh but really making it personal, like you're lazy, Mm -hmm. um, you never listen to me. You always do something or you you always... Or you never. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. Some of those types of things, exactly. So that's the first horseman to really watch out for. The second one is contempt. And so this is kind of feeling disdain or Mm. scorn for the person. Mm. It can kind of be, again, the insults, name-calling, maybe sarcasm, mockery, eye-rolling can be a more subtle form at times. Mm -hmm. Things like that. And so, again, falling into that contempt pattern Mm -hmm. can also be very damaging. These are kind of listed in order of how damaging they are are as well. Sure. Yeah. And then defensiveness is the next one. So kind of what you were mentioning earlier mm-hmm. with, again, being on the ready, being mm-hmm. defensive, feeling like you have to ward off an attack. Because when we're defensive, we're not being open. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, again, we all fall into being defensive at times, right? Sure. None of we wouldn't us be perfect. human if exactly. we didn't. Exactly. Ways defensiveness can show up can be things like if we're making a bunch of excuses. Uh-huh. Well, it's not my fault or, oh, well, I didn't see that or I didn't mean to. Instead of taking maybe responsibility for what the mistake was or mm-hmm. for how we could do something or like different. deflecting that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or cross-complaining. So your partner <laughs> brings up something that's bothering them and then you bring up something well, that's you. bothering you. <laughs> yeah, well, you do this. <laughs> well, what about when you did that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of That's thing. when all the things from like six years ago come up and you're like, well, yep. then I saw this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Remember that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the good old yes, but. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. So starting off maybe agreeing with them, but really just to disagree <laughs> and focusing on it's not fair um, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So those are some examples of defensiveness that mm-hmm. can show up. And then the last horseman is stonewalling. And so this is withdrawing from the relationship as a way to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. And so it might be trying to be perceived as being neutral or like you don't care, but stonewalling is even different mm-hmm. than taking a healthy time out. Sure. Yeah. Right, and so a healthy mm-hmm. time out apart, as partners, you're going to come back to that issue and you're just taking that time you need to cool down so that way you don't go down into some of these other things we've mm-hmm. talked about, the criticism, yep. the contempt, sort yep. of That's actually a great strategy, yes. right? So taking a time out is mm-hmm. a very healthy strategy, but stonewalling is sort of a very icy, not a break. It's no. a, it's a, it's a disconnect. It's a shutdown, mm-hmm. exactly, and a disconnect. Yeah, timeouts are absolutely so important in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like, use them. Oh, <laughs> we all have to. And the key to them though, is coming back. Right. That's the key to making a timeout work is making sure that you will come back to it. If you get burnt out doing even a pleasurable activity, you can take a break, come back to it and, and re-engage. Right. And the, the, the piece about communication and difficult communication is that you can get burnt out on it. If the sure. if the conversation is not mm-hmm. forward moving, and even if it is, you might need to take a minute and set a date or a time yes. um, to come back to it. Right. Because the coming back to it is the most important part of the skill. Absolutely. It's not the walking away, no. right? The walking away is sort of um, one of the easier parts. It's the coming back and the reengaging that mm-hmm. I've found couples have the most challenge with. Absolutely. I uh, I sometimes give my couples for those that are more like want more tangible things. Mm-hmm. There are timeout contracts. Mm-hmm. And so that way you guys can, when you look at 
ways that show that you need a timeout? Mm -hmm. What are the signs that you need to take a break? How are you going to let each other know? And like you said, setting that time and then both agreeing to whatever you decided in the contract. Right, right. um, Can be a way to make that, you know, really tangible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And something that really can maybe be an outward sign of your commitment to improving that. That is such a, um, that's such a good point because even in in my prior podcast, the episode before this, we talk about Mm pre-planning. And in a lot of skills, especially when it comes to this together apart situation, if you pre-plan things, if you put things in place or procedures in place, Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to stick with the plan. Right. And it's right there for you. So you yeah. don't have to think about anything. Exactly. Especially in the timeout situation. Correct. You're not thinking clearly at that no. point by the time you need a timeout, no. usually. <laughs> and so if you're able to have that in advance and agreed upon, then it'll save hopefully a lot of headache and yeah. a lot of hurt. Yes. Because you're able to stop before you go down those hurtful paths. Yes. And, <laughs> and then you can come back in a more helpful way. Sure. You know, I encourage you all to start to think as we're talking about these different things, how do I communicate Mm -hmm. with my partner, both when they're home and when Mm -hmm. they're away? There are particular challenges with a partner who is away. We don't always have the opportunity to communicate face-to-face. We don't Mm -hmm. even have the opportunity sometimes to communicate over the phone. Being able to really understand these principles of communication that are going to get you stuck between a rock and a hard place can give you an opportunity to find really healthy communication styles that are going to optimize your relationship, that are going to give you both the opportunity to be heard, whether you're in the same space or apart. Absolutely. When you're beginning to look at ways you can improve your conversation too, or your communication, I really would challenge all of you guys listening to really look at yourself first. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to look at your partner yeah. and say, yep, they need to improve <laughs> on this, this this and this, uh-huh. as opposed to really turning it inward and saying, okay, where am I maybe expressing some criticism? Mm-hmm. Or and how can I turn that around to where I'm still being heard and I'm still being able to have a voice, mm-hmm. but without being critical? Mm-hmm. Or maybe where am I being, you know, contemptuous right. or defensive? Or right. where am I stonewalling because mm-hmm. I'm shutting down, yeah. right? One of the unique challenges of living with a spouse or partner that is away often is that there can sometimes be a lot of resentment in Mm -hmm. communication. So, you know, when it comes to that, where does that sort of fit in in this whole? Part of it is kind of being able to be open with each other about how you're feeling. Being able to express your concerns and your emotions, again, without resorting to some of these attacks on the partner. Mm -hmm. So one of the really good ways to do this is something called eye language. Mm -hmm. And so With eye language, one of the things that I love about it is that it really allows you to take full responsibility for what your struggles are without pinning the blame on anyone else. It's so hard. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) So hard. So hard. And it's really, it's a really foreign way of talking. It's not something we're taught. Right. It's actually not even something I was honestly taught great in grad school. Really? (laughs) Really. Whenever I learned it in grad school, I was like, well, that still sounds like blaming just a fancier way of doing it. (laughs) It requires a mind shift. Yes. Right? It requires you to, again, like you said, look inward to yourself Mm -hmm. and say, what am I experiencing Mm -hmm. that is related to some other action. 
Like, what am I experiencing, though? So it's not what are you doing, Mm -hmm. it's what am I experiencing. Exactly. So in your example of resentment, Mm -hmm. right, with maybe, you know, the time away, Mm -hmm. it might be, you know, you might say something to your partner like, you know, I've noticed I've been feeling uh, maybe very disconnected and lonely, Mm -hmm. and that's maybe leading me to feel some resentment. One of the things that you can maybe really do to help me in this area is if we could check in, you know, how many times a day you want, or if you could call me before bed, Mm -hmm. or if you could send me a text at lunch, or whatever it might be for you, whatever, Mm -hmm. again, you feel like you might be needing for that. And that might be a way to really be able to express that and connect without saying, well, I'm resentful because you're always, you're always gone. Yeah. It's your fault that you're gone and right. I can't, and I feel this way, this way, this way, mm-hmm. and it's your fault. And it's and your it's, fault. It's, yeah. And you need to Your fix travel it. makes me feel. Right. Right? Exactly. Now that's really different, right? Your travel mm-hmm. makes me feel or your schedule mm-hmm. makes me feel. This skill really asks you to say, what do I feel how can it be helped? Right. And how can I communicate that to my partner? Exactly. And I think kind of that, you know, a way you can really help me out with this, mm-hmm. I think that phrase can help you're giving a lower solution. defensiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're giving the solution. So you're not making them come up with it. And maybe it might even be what could really help me is if we could brainstorm different things. So it right. Might you might not know. <laughs> brainstorming, you might not know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that can be a way, I think, to really. Again, still express your voice and express your emotions, mm-hmm. but without degrading into some of those horsemen that sure. we talked about earlier. And there might not be a quick fix, right? No. So you can express yourself. The mm-hmm. key is to kind of express yourself before it gets so big yes. that it's overwhelming and overpowering. Mm-hmm. Because if we do this on a regular basis and we communicate well with our partner and our partner listens, then we can avoid this problem or this difficulty becoming so large mm-hmm. that it feels like it's overwhelming. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Again, so it's really important to keep things from building up as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Because really, by the time it's built up, none of us, myself included, sure. can handle things that well because right. we're emotionally flooded. Right. 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 We're not, whenever we're at like a tin of anger. Like we're, we're seeing not, red. Not we're good. We're seeing <laughs> red. We're not going to be able to communicate effectively. What else do you think is valuable for couples who are apart often, whether it's these schedules or or travel um, for for communication styles. Try to really make sure that you're listening to each other. Mm -hmm. Kind of like you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. and like, you know, we did as well, like this idea that we're always thinking what we're going to say next. Mm -hmm. And so really validating that you know what they're saying and that you understand where they're coming from. Those things can go a long way. Yeah. Um, I also think that really part of it is shifting especially if you're struggling communication, shifting to what is going well. Mm -hmm. Research shows that there's a five to one interaction. Every one negative action, it takes five positive interactions to counteract that. So let's let's take that for, for a second. That is so valuable to know that for every one thing that you say to your partner that is a negative interaction, it takes, hear this, five positive. And you know it's even crazier. I was recently, or maybe I guess about a year ago now, still feels recent, (laughs) at a training where the number, and I forget the exact number, is actually higher if you're in a conflict, like in the Uh teens. Uh Uh-huh. And so... I, yeah, I was blown away by that. So I think especially when you're apart a great deal of the time, 
really building in those positive interactions is so important because we don't have a lot of time right so if you think about it if you are having a conversation with your partner and it centers around a conflict we have very limited time Mm -hmm. a lot of the times to discuss these kinds of things and so if we don't intentionally build in positive reinforcement of our relationship positive Mm -hmm. communication telling your partner what's going well Mm -hmm. we're really missing out on that critical ratio and and how how important is that to focus on do you think I think this is actually a very important part of improving your communication. In couples therapy, we have another analogy called the love bank. And so if we think of it that way too, just like you do like your bank account, right? If you're always making these withdrawals, mm-hmm. right? Which that one negative interaction can be viewed as a withdrawal potentially. Sure, yeah. Right? And we're never putting anything in, mm-hmm. then it's going to end up on empty. Right. And so ways that you can continue to improve and strengthen your relationship in your communication by focusing on these positive interactions. Yeah. These communication skills, they are not complex. Mm -hmm. They are simple switches, but you have to be intentional. Exactly. And that has become a theme. Really, mm-hmm. um, is being a intentional with your relationship, intentional mm-hmm. with your communication, and mindful about your own communication and doing your own self reflection. Yes. So, I would encourage my listeners to really think about everything Dr. Audrey Atkinson has brought to the table today because we can really do a lot of good work simply by taking a look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, it doesn't always require everybody at first to be on the same page. So if you give yourself the opportunity to make some changes and then, hey, have your partner listen to the podcast and have him make some changes or her Mm -hmm. make some changes, that's a really good opportunity to do something simple to really make a big impact on your relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, analogy of the love bank is such a fantastic one because Mm -hmm. if you mindfully think that every time that that one negative, I need to put five back in, it becomes a very intentional process to say, okay, I need to really build up my partner. I need to build them up so that our relationship remains strong. And mm-hmm. if you are apart, it is especially important to do this when you're apart. So yes. um, if you have the opportunity in whatever way you can, mm-hmm. whether it's a text message, whether it's a voicemail, mm-hmm. whether it's, I mean, heck, send a letter. <laughs> right. Do something. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we shackle ourselves by our circumstances. Yes. And yeah. when that happens, we can really not give ourselves the opportunity that we deserve mm-hmm. to be able to build up our relationship. So Dr. Audrey, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your contribution to the show. I wanted to give you a minute to talk a bit about your new adventure in coaching. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me on, first of all. Yeah. It has been a lot of fun. Good. Yeah. And so I'm really excited. So I'm working on starting a new um, venture in coaching, Um, hopefully maybe having it ready, maybe by the end of the year, Mm -hmm. maybe next spring. Um, One of the things I've always been so passionate about is helping women. Mm -hmm. So the coaching is really going to focus on helping overwhelmed women who struggle to prioritize themselves, Mm -hmm. um, really begin to help them break free from limiting expectations or Mm -hmm. beliefs. um, So that way they can really live life on their own terms and they can focus on what matters most to them awesome yeah 
All right. Where can my listeners find you? So your listeners can find me on Instagram. Um, My handle is Dr. Underscore Audrey, A-U-D-R-E-Y underscore Atkinson, A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. So they can find me there and feel free to connect with me. Thank you again to Dr. Audrey for coming on the show today. The focus was all about communication, using eye language to express yourself, watching out for the four horsemen, making enough deposits into your relationship to counteract those withdrawals, and using the timeouts effectively to help optimize your communication. Please remember to try out these skills in your own relationship. Let me know how it worked and ask me any questions you have about the skills covered today. I will see you right back here next week for our show. In the meantime, follow me on Instagram at Dr. Real, D-R-R-E-I-H-L. Thank you for tuning in to Together Apart with Dr. Christina. For more resources and information, head over to drreal.com. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and join us next time for another episode of Together Apart.